Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out. I am... I'm... I'm we're doing this live from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm very excited to be here. I have my guest in the official studio with me, and that's Miss Candy Shaw from Jameson Shaw Hairdressers here in Atlanta, Georgia, and of course, Sunlight's Balayage. So we're going to be talking all things hair, all things color, love it, and whatever else comes up in between this next hour. I'm ready. Okay. We were getting a little crazy there earlier, so who knows how this is going to go. We're also Facebook Live right now, so you guys can join me on my actual site, Bonnie Bonadeo. And I know you're Facebook Living, too. What's yours? Right. Candy Shaw. Candy join Shaw. In. Okay. So there's Bonnie Borman Bonadeo, which is my personal one. Go to find Bonnie Bonadeo, and that's the one you can catch us for Facebook Live if you want to join us there as well. So, all right. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to all imagine that hair we had when we were young. Whether it was blonde, brown, strawberry blonde, red, those natural highlights that just happened when we were kids. And we didn't have to do anything to our hair. And why is it then, then when we get older, we can't have that same sheen, that same luster, that same beautiful, flowing, natural, healthy hair? Well... That's what we thought. But now we can. Absolutely we can. Yeah, good. So Candy's going to share with us everything there is to know because I heard a client the other day um, say to one of my hairdresser friends, and it's like, I need to get the belay treatment. <laughs> and of course, my hairdresser friend was like, belay, belay. She was kind of like thinking, what is that? What is that? And I'm thinking, balayage. And she's like, oh, yes, balayage. So this is a term we're going to talk about. We're going to share with everybody what this actually is, why it's different in, from a hair coloring, highlighting standpoint, um, and what type of results can you expect from that? All those things that you're saying, which yes. is great. Good. Per- but first, this is my favorite part of the show, actually, is I like to hear the story of my guests. Okay. And you can take the story back as far as you want, you know, like, because I'm always interested. How did people get involved in beauty? What had you get to the place that you're at today? Well, my father is a 60-year hairdresser, just retired two years ago um, from behind the chair. So it was kind of happened naturally. My father was a hairdresser. My uncle was a hairdresser. Third generation business. Now I work with my husband and also with my son. Um, So I just happened organically to it. But the reality is I'm dyslexic. So I was not really good in school. I knew I was not going to go to college. I actually never even went to beauty school because in Georgia you don't have have to you can actually apprentice and get your license that way and to be honest I went to the school of hard knocks so because I wasn't a great student I had to cut hair in the locker room in trade for math homework and so that is kind of how I got started being a hairdresser when I was seventh seventh or eighth grade just uh an entrepreneurial spirit just to get by. Uh, Once I got out of high school, I went to Europe and studied with some of the greatest hairdressers and then came back and began my journey as a hairdresser behind the chair. And 35 years later, I'm a mother of three, a happy owner of a a wonderful hair salon in Atlanta. And now I'm a manufacturer for balayage. Oh, that's so exciting. I love the idea, first of all, that you grew up in it with your, you know, your family being a part of it. But 
did you feel like you had that knack, whether you were formally trained in beauty school or through an apprentice program, did you feel like you had that knack to be able to be creative? I do, actually, because both of my brothers went to beauty school and both of them do not do hair now. So I sort of had a little bit of the it factor, I guess you might say. Um, Of course, I played with dolls, doesn't all girls. But uh, at the end of the day, I was doing things with hair that uh, just on my friends, just uh, just to practice and to do things. And I really just felt like it was a calling for me. Uh, It was I was so happy to serve people. It was something that not only was great to do hair, but it was more important to make people feel good and to enjoy the the value in selling happiness for a living. Yeah, and it's uh, and it's a beautiful thing. And I love hearing sometimes the struggle. You know, when you said you had dyslexia, and that was probably challenging for you in school doing traditional academic type of work. Correct. So you know that entrepreneurial spirit, I believe, comes out of. I don't fit in this mold and I have to figure out what I can do that's outside the norm in order to have that success that I want. Absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt about it that um, it has been a gift for me um, because it did not come easy. Uh, it was always uh, harder for me to get through things where you had to read and study and then take a test on it. But it was much easier for me to visualize things and to do things mm. that were visionary. So when I would watch someone cut hair or color hair or do some kind of wonderful technique, it just was easy for me to understand because it was a visual learning process. Oh, that's it's so good. You know, it was interesting because academically, I was okay in school, but it wasn't, there was nothing joyful about it. Um, it was but a I, chore, right? Yeah, but my, my one sister painted, my other sister was kind of like, could do ceramics and mold things. I didn't have any of that talent. You know, I liked music. I knew that I was kind of more of a musical soul, even though I didn't take on doing any kind of instrument or anything. But I didn't realize how creative I was until I got into beauty school. And beauty school for me was like, I got to, I just got to get the hell out of high school. Like (laughs) it was just get me out of high school. What can I do? And I had the opportunity to take half my day, junior and senior year to go to beauty school. That's so lucky. You know, when they offer that now, I, I think it's an amazing thing. And, you know, as a woman, it's, it, it is a lot harder in the beauty business because we have to kind of fight a little harder to be heard. I often say if I was a male and had a great accent, I would probably be, <laughs> I would probably already have a million followers. But, <laughs> but the reality is it took me sort of 20 years to become an overnight sensation with balayage and, and this technique. But I really think that even though I struggled in school, I have to sort of thank my teachers because they were very patient with me and understanding that I was just a different kind of learner. Mm-hmm. I wasn't necessarily bad in school. I just was n- not good at the books. So I do um, accredit them for showing me the way to be visionary and to try to make decisions based on what how I did see something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and that makes a lot of sense. I mean, were you officially diagnosed then early on with dyslexia or was it more of that they categorized it as a learning disability? Or? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of both uh, in the sense that it was you went into reading remediation. My father has an eighth grade education and he still can't spell computer. You know, thank goodness for spell check. Uh, my daughter has been diagnosed with dyslexia. It is genetic. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so I just got into special classes and I really never felt like I was any different. As a matter of fact, I kind of felt empowered because 
I I could kind of get away with some things that my friends mm. couldn't. Uh, you know, I used now it the real candy's coming out. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't an advantage in a way that you know when you were trying to study for your exams. But more importantly, I think at the end of the day, I never felt like uh, it was a curse. I guess. Mm. So I cheated in beauty school. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was terrible at combing out, you know, the French twists and all of the designs that you had to do with the roller sets, but I could kick butt on a roller set. Mm. So I rolled two other students' hair. Okay. They combed them out. Now, that did not serve me well at all. I just want you to all know because that was a skill set that when I actually got to being a hairdresser and even more of trying to be a creative hairdresser, I had no skill set of it. I was lost in getting the hair to move the way I wanted it to do. I understood placement, but I couldn't get it to move. So oh, That's yeah. so funny. Again, why I'm in the business side of it and doing a radio show <laughs> oh, versus still on the stage doing hair. <laughs> yeah, I did. I cheated. I cheated. Yeah. All right. So I love the idea that you just brought something up here, and, and I want to touch on it because I think it is important. I think the assumption is, is that everybody thinks that women in the beauty industry have all this power. Mm-hmm. And it is really deceiving because it even is. though there is millions of us females within beauty. of the beauty industry is women. Right. And 15% being mm-hmm. men. Um, and yet we still are challenged to be able to find our place and positioning within the industry. It's true. Uh, it's harder to get the platform, no doubt about it. But I think that's changing, actually, I think Bonnie. So. I think uh, so. With people like you and, of course, uh, a lot of uh, different things that are inspiring out there, women that are, that are banding together. Mm-hmm. I just did an event for leading ladies and, and you know, putting together uh, some wonderful industry icon, t- iconic type of people. So I, d- I do agree that it, uh, you know, we've had to try harder before, but I think now women are, it's okay to be a strong woman. It's mm-hmm. okay to be empowered. It's okay to be have have an entrepreneurial spirit and uh, to be the, the leader of the company. And not feel as though you have to conform with what was in this industry that was probably more male-dominated and more performance-based. True. You yeah. know, um, I actually trademark one of my one of my sayings, and one of them is stick it to the man. <laughs> and um, But now I want to go on record in saying that <laughs> the reason I trademarked that was not because I think that have been my greatest mentor is my father and, and, and many men. It's just that women need to be uh, okay with, uh, you know, being strong enough to say to say no, being strong enough to say I won't, mm-hmm. and and showing men that we can do everything they can do, we just do it in little high heels. And yes, yes, <laughs> that we do. Sometimes big high heels. And sometimes Let's big high heels. It, yeah. The older I get, the smaller they get. That's true. That's true. There is a balance act to all this. But we do have to thank the guys because uh, obviously they helped us me set up. Jeff helped me set up the whole studio here in Atlanta. They're taking pictures. That's We're really Facebook living. We're Facebook living right now. So if you haven't joined us yet, please do on Bonnie Bonadeo and Candy Shaw. You can catch us both there. Absolutely. Yeah. I... I think that there's probably something really valid about what you've recently done. So I know that you've been awarded for the Sunlight Spaliage. You've gotten some recognition. I think that's going to always help women to understand that they can meet that path. But, I, but I've seen you work really 
hard for where you're at right now. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the awards that your company has received or you've personally received as an entrepreneur? This is so hard for me to talk about because I really am only as good as my last haircut and highlight. But I did win uh, Entrepreneur of the Year uh, as well as Woman of the Year uh, for Women. Uh, And there's various award categories and places. Um, I was awarded the Jerry Gordon Award this year from the Chicago Cosmetologists Association. Um, and I've been a finalist in some various other things as, as it relates to entrepreneurialism. And Sunlights also was the fastest growing uh, new company for uh, the Beauty Pit Shark Tank in Las Vegas this uh, past year, which had uh, uh, John Paul Jajorian, which is a great mentor to many of us mm-hmm. in the industry as well as uh, some other Kevin Harrington and some other Shark Tank type of people. So we've been very blessed to uh, receive a lot of accolades. It does take a lot of work. You know, uh, anybody that thinks it's not easy, you know, you work half a day every day, which is half 12 hours a day Mm -hmm. every day. And uh, so it does take a lot of work. uh, But at the same time, it's been uh, very rewarding in other ways, too. Changing lives has been probably the single greatest thing I have accomplished. Just when the woman or the gentleman comes to me in my classroom and tells me about how their income has doubled or sometimes even tripled, uh, you know, that to me is the, the greatest reward. And Balayage has been able to position itself to do mm. that. See, that's more than just having somebody look good. That's changing mm. somebody's livelihood mm. when they can make more money in the career, you know, pursuit that they're in and satisfy their clients and share that message further. Well, it is really interesting because being women, obviously, we have less time than ever before trying to raise families, run companies, be at soccer games, do all the other things that you need to do. And if you can give a hairdresser the potential to take exactly what they have and do more with what they have, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's not about working longer hours or going up on prices or uh, it's it's really about doing more with less. And when... uh, Balayage is actually a lot faster to highlight hair, and so what it's done for the hairdresser is is enabled them to uh, work smarter, not harder, and that that is very rewarding. Now, this being a consumer-focused show, so we have a lot of consumers that obviously are... You know, they're having their hair colored, they're having their hair highlighted. And and as we kind of transition um, to a break here in a couple of minutes, I know that there's a large percentage of women that color their hair at home. And you've got companies where you can just go online and buy a particular color and they ship it to you and you mix it up and put it on your head, you know, and do your own color. And it's and I think it's there's something to be said about that. That's fine. There's always going to be that portion of women that will color their hair at Certainly home. So I want to make sure that when we get into this next segment where we're really talking about what balayage is and how it works, what are the real benefits that any one of our cons- beauty consumers out there, you know, will understand the it's more than just a product, mm-hmm. that there's something really magical about, you know, the placement, the creativity that goes into it. Just like, just like you know, if you have a blank canvas, you know, you don't right. just slop the paint on there. There's a particular way that you are creating the strokes. and 
Well, there's so many benefits to the consumer. Number one, it's faster for them too. So therefore, their time in the salon is now a, a smaller amount of time. Which is a big deal Which because big deal. People, are, people are in a time crunch right. and they will avoid making that appointment if they, uh, if they feel as though it's going to take too long or they're upset and they don't say anything when it took too long the last time and then they just stop coming. True. Yeah. So that's one of the benefits to them. Um, it the grow out is so much more seamless and mm-hmm. natural. And you know, you said something earlier about childlike hair color. Uh, it does mimic childlike hair color and makes uh, women look younger. You know, some uh, some things that are harder or harsher in the hair. You know, we often say sometimes if you have what I call hash marks on a football field where every five yards there's a line in the lady's hair, that can age a woman. So from a consumer standpoint, it does mimic nature. It does uh, make her hair shiny, uh, you know, full of life, uh, full of volume. But more importantly, the grow out of it is so much more seamless and and, uh, softer. So they love that. Mm-hmm. I like that, too. All right. Well, we're getting ready to go on our break, actually, right now. And when we come back, and I hear with Candy Shaw, we are going to talk about sunlight's balayage, the balayage technique, how you how the results are for the balayage. And, of course, we're going to make sure that we get to where can you have these balayage services done. Absolutely. Okay? Can't wait. All right. Be, stay with us. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. 
Welcome back, everybody. My guest, Candy Shaw, the Bali Lama. That's what she's going by nowadays. And so she is uh, from Sunlight's Balayage, but also Jameson Shaw Hairdressers here in Atlanta, Georgia. And she grew up in the beauty industry. Your father was a very well-known hairdresser, uh, competing hairdresser. So um, a competition, award-winning hairdresser. And what you've done, and and you you didn't go to... traditional beauty school like maybe most of us but you did an apprenticeship program but then you went over to Europe to expand on your training and you kind of learned some French techniques and is this kind of where the balayage came from? Yes actually balayage is the word for sweep that's what it means and that was when I was first introduced to it but the way that they did it in France was a lot different than how we've Americanized it Um, I opened an academy in Atlanta over 20 years ago teaching French haircutting and French balayage and I was balayaging kind of before you know it was cool so to speak now it's really cool everybody's doing it because freehand painting is is the new way Um, but Really, what was interesting about how they did it there and how we do it now is it does unleash the uh, inner artist of the person, uh, the stylist, and it kind of gives them new freedoms that they haven't had, like in beauty school. You know, when we would follow a uh, a train of placement or or a pattern that we would go over, now people just paint energy to haircuts, so it's all a whole lot funner and mm-hmm. it's greener and and faster. So Yeah, okay. So the traditional way that we've been highlighting here, and let's go back into history here a little bit. So back in the day when we first started frosting hair, oh, yes. we were pulling hair through a cap. And it was a tedious little process and probably not as pleasurable for the client sitting in the chair because I remember having that done myself. And we would pull hair through the, cra- the, the cap and then we would lighten it up and then tone it if we needed to. And that's how we got all of these different shades and movement of our hair. And then we evolved to the foiling technique. Correct. And that was all very precise in placement that we would place the foils in there. We could also start using different colors as well. So we could do a color in one foil, another color in another foil. So it gave us kind of that freedom of creativity with color. Mm -hmm. But the placement still was the placement. And we weren't very creative with the placement. And I I still think today I, 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 I still see that happening as a more traditional way. Correct. So then tell us now how the balayage hair painting technique kind of is breaking all those molds. Well, first of all, I want to say that balayage is not ombre, you know, because a lot of people mm. think, oh, balayage is ombre. No, ombre is a look and balayage is a technique. And so when you put the artist paintbrush in someone's hand, you're now giving them the opportunity to paint and place color in places that um, potentially you can't in a foil. And what I mean by that, if you could think about for a minute, if you're foiling hair, you're weaving hair and you're coloring on the top and the bottom of the surface. So therefore you're creating little tiny spaghettis as we call them throughout the hair, which in our terms would be streaks or highlights, right? So on the top of the bottom. Well, when you're painting hair, you're actually painting on the top top part of the surface of the hair, not the underneath, and then you pull it through underneath on just the ends only, which is mimicking what the sun does. So the sun actually makes your hair lighter on the ends and more covered and glistened on just the top layer as you're pulling your hair back. Imagine if your hair was in a ponytail, the top of your hair would be lighter, but the ends of your ponytail would be the lightest part of your hair. 
So uh, balayage and enabling you to do that is not just for blondes either. You know, it's for brunettes, it's for redheads, it's for multidimensional colors. I paint with very, you know, lots of different colors in the hair at one time. You had said before in a cap, you know, you can put that on, pull the hair through and tone it. Well, you can do the same thing with balayage and just like a foil, you know, you can highlight and tone just uh, the same as you could. But what it does is it gives more energy to the ends. And what what the consumer loves about that is the brightness and the shininess and the softness that that creates in their look. So it's kind of, it's a it's a play on an ombre because naturally ombres are, go dark to light. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more strategic and more from top to bottom. Well, yeah, I mean, you can ombre a look into hair by painting with balayage, mm, okay. of course. Okay. But I guess from a trend standpoint, if you think about what is trending and what is not, like right now, what's trending are, are rose golds and, mm, and soft lilacs and soft pinks and things like that. And sometimes people are a myth because they think that has to be done with a foil or just with an all-over color. But actually what gives it great depth and tonality is the fact that it is painted in the hair. So when you do over glaze or overlay uh, something over the top of your color, you get multi-dimensional color. So yes, can you create an ombre with balayage? Absolutely. But the trend is not everything on the ends anymore. Right. You know, correct. and women are wanting to see highlights and peekaboo highlights and baby lights. That's well, been a big and, trend. And we want the volume that color provides, the texture correct. and the volume that color provides that, you know, if I wasn't doing anything to my scalp, it would be flat mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have that, um, that oomph. Mm-hmm. that I like, that movement that my hair has. Highlights put little fingers in your hair. You know, when you yeah. stand in front of the mirror and you put your fingers in your hair and you hold your hair up and you, you wish you could walk around with your hands and your hair all day. <laughs> That's a good point. Well, the highlights <laughs> create those little fingers that we have in the volume. Yeah. So the balayage, the Sunlight's balayage then, your company. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit how that, you know, you created now a product along with a technique Right. that you're teaching hairdressers to be able to do this particular service with your products. Well, it's interesting. I got to give you a little bit of a backstory. So I did go to the suits and to the men and 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 mm-hmm. sat at the boardroom table, you know, the very, the woman to ask uh, many leading manufacturers, well, I would really love to create a great balayage lightener for the balayage artist because most highlights are done with foil lighteners that have a lot of sand in them or silica base. So the sand was causing popping and dot marks in my highlights. And so therefore, I was really not happy about it. And so being from Georgia, the natural resource here is Georgia clay. Mm-hmm. So if, uh, having been an artist and working with clay and doing different things my whole life, I thought, you know what, if we could put clay in lightener, then the clay would adhere to the hair better. It would be soft and moist on the inside and dry hard on the outside without dusting or flaking. Now, wouldn't that be a a thought? So I went to a chemist after being turned down by manufacturers because balayage to them was just a trend and it was going away. And to me, it was the little black dress and never going away. Mm -hmm. I decided, uh, found my own chemist and I decided to do it myself. And so I did. Uh, It took me two years in R&D to develop the product. I drove my chemist crazy trying to get the consistency perfect. And hence the birth of Sunlights three and a half years ago. uh, I, you know, with a lot of faith and a lot of prayer, 
I just decided that, you know, I would launch it. And really, to be honest, Bonnie, when I did it, I did it for my salon and I did it for my academy and I did it for my students. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, if I fall flat on my face, it's going to be absolutely fine because my salon will use it. My buddy Jeff will use it. And uh, other people around me, you know, that believe in me will use it and I'll be just fine. So I ordered a very small amount and Hence, it went viral, and uh, I just opened my third warehouse. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, so it's, it's, you know, it's kind of crazy. Uh, you know, when you believe in something and you're passionate about it and you know that it's for the good and the betterment of people, mm-hmm. you know, you have to just continue to believe in it. And, uh, I, and you know, it, it's a funny cliche saying, if you build it, they will come. But, mm-hmm. but really, the reality is I did build it, and now they're all trying to mimic it. You know, so everyone who said no to me in the past, they're all making their own now. Yes, well, it it, it is. It's more than a trend, mm-hmm. um, and it's because a technique can live forever Absolutely. on the right client. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter whether it's like all my clients want this technique right mm-hmm. now, but you will have some clients that are like, no, this is what works really great on my hair, and this mm-hmm. is what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all right. So you so you developed the product. Right. You kind of thought I'm just going to do it for myself and my mm-hmm. friends and my academy, and it ended up kind of exploding, and people really liked it. So the consistency of it had to have some factor there. Absolutely. You created a product that allowed people to paint. I mean, I, I, I'm thinking at it from an artist standpoint. If the paint dries too quickly, you can't maneuver it. You can't shift it around in order to create different effects. Yeah, that's one thing. That's a really great way of looking at it. And for me, I often say in my classroom, if you go to... um, down by the lake and the sun has baked the clay that had originally been wet that morning. Mm-hmm. The outside of the clay is 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 nice and firm and the inside is 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 warm and gooey, you know? So if you step in that where the sun has baked the outside, your foot will kind of go through and of course you will have the softness on the inside which allows the hair to lift. And, you know, right, because it has thing, to stay moist exactly. in order to be active. Exactly, okay. because if it were to dry out all over, you know, then the hair would stop working or mm-hmm. the, the lightener would stop working. So the, the, the thought was to do it that way, and it just allows the artist to be able to have a better brush stroke. Um, you know, you can go and buy all kinds of different types of ways to paint with, meaning you could buy a tempered paint, you could have oil paint, acrylic paint. There's a lot of different ways an artist, you know, touches a canvas, but the cheaper paints that dry out and or flake or, you know, have sand in them or things like that uh, don't allow for the cleanest of brush strokes. And so that was how, how Sunlights was. And when we're talking about brush strokes, especially for the clients, because I think they might assume in an application process um, that it's just a typical tint brush. But are you using something other than a tint brush in order to do these balayage strokes? Well, you have to have a, uh, for us, you have a paddle in order to get um, friction, in order to get saturation of the piece so you can lay it onto the paddle. But we definitely paint with what we call the balayage paint brush, uh, which is different than just a tint brush or we call a loader brush. Um, and the way that we paint, it's, you know, it's it's very elegant. You know, it has a, it's it, it, you walk in through my salon, I have 50 chairs in my salon here in Atlanta. And, you know, just watching my people paint hair all day, I'm 99% foil free. 
it's really actually very harmonious. It's like music, you know, uh, watching these kids stand clients up, painting their hair standing, which is a big deal. No, no woman has ever had her hair colored standing. Well, we cut hair standings a lot. So with French cutting, so um, it, it's really kind of a beautiful thing. And I think what's great about it from a standpoint of health is uh, a stylist saves their back you know, and their core, and they're not so uh, confined to uh, little bitty rhythms that cause them to get back aches and neck aches. So they love it. And brush strokes can be really beautiful, really big, or really small, depending on the size of the highlight you desire. And as you stated, because we always make the assumption that highlights are always blonde or blonder Mm -hmm. than what we naturally are. But you can do this with the variation with brunettes, with redheads. What about some of these fun colors that are going on oh, right absolutely. now? The pinks, the purples, the blues. I can do anything with balayage that you can do with a foil. The difference is you just have to have a realistic expectation of how you want your placement. Again, as I said before, that the foil can become more uh, like a spaghetti highlight, whereas a balayage is more like lasagna. So if mm-hmm. I'm going to do big panels of color, then it's very easy for me to do that with a brush stroke. And yes, of course, I could add multi-dimensional colors. Sometimes I'll paint four or five, six colors in the hair at one time. So it's really up to the artist to make that determination. Mm-hmm. But now if I'm looking for uh, something that looks very liney, you know, if you will, or, or very static, you know, then uh, indeed that look, mm-hmm. I might want to bring out my foil. Okay. Because some people like the stripe effect. Correct. Some people just prefer that. Correct. Um, and not the really natural. Now, here were some of the comments that I got from some of my hairdresser friends out there as well. Is they, they, they were on board with this balayage trend. And they're thinking, oh, it was great. And then what happened is all my clients came back because they said it wasn't blonde enough. So let's, you know, let's talk to our clients. But let's also talk to our hairdresser friends that are listening today. When what are they doing that's different from the hair, the highlighting technique to the balayage technique for their clients to be dissatisfied with it? Well, there's a couple of things that I can say without just throwing everybody under the bus. (laughs) One is product use and user (laughs) error. But, um, you know, a lot of it is in consultation, Mm re-educating the guest. Um, I show pictures upside down a lot to my guests. Like if they bring me a magazine cover of a beautiful girl that looks like a Victoria's Secret model or uh, that type of look, I show them the color upside down. So you literally turn the picture upside Mm -hmm. down so you're looking at the ends and I'm, I'm, I ask the question, where does the color live? You know, and, and it's really important that we re-educate the consumer as well as the hairdresser as to, you know, uh, teaching a woman that something that's close to the scalp is wonderful, but lines from the scalp has become a, a thing of the past. So the first thing I think out of the gate that I would say to not only the consumer who's going to ask for balayage, but to the hairdresser who's going to do it, is that you need to make sure that the education and that consultation is thorough and that people's expectations understand the difference in the look of balayage, number one. Number two, if you are having challenges with the lift, you might want to consider how you're doing it. If your brush stroke is not, we have three pillars of a a perfect balayage. One is consistency, consistency of how the product's mixed. Mm -hmm. 
uh, B is brush stroke and S is saturation. So those three pillars of a balayage is what causes maximum lift. I know you can't see me because I'm on the radio, but I have darker hair and my highlights are light. And I have many people with level four, five, and six that have light highlights. But you're not going to get Khloe Kardashian box black color and make it a blonde in one stage. And I think, you know, the conception of people or hairdressers are that, oh, I can take a level two, a level three hair, which to the consumer is a dark, dark brown, and I'm going to be as blonde as uh, Britney Spears tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You know, it just doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. It's a gradual progression, just like the sun would. However, not just folding up and saying, oh, I'm not going to do it. I think what you have to do is you have to recognize that hair colors now that are, are multifaceted and live in the same family, such as reds, you said, browns, brunettes, people don't want black and white anymore. Mm-mm. You know, yeah. they don't want. And I don't want it to four. come back. Uh, yeah, <laughs> please. The, the skunk chunk or the yeah. monk chunk. Don't want it to come back. Was. Uh, you know, because to me, it was just kind of very unnatural. And mm-hmm. it wasn't what the the you know the natural thing that your hair would do so even when guests say to me oh can you please highlight me a lot up underneath so when I wear it in a ponytail and I say you know what sister the sun does not shine there you know even a little eight-year-old child with towhead blonde hair still still has darker underneath Mm -hmm. you know so I think you have to re-educate the eye and, and mm-hmm. what it is that you look at. But really what's interesting to me, and I don't know, I, this is sort of a, a, a residual effect of balayage that I never really knew. And that is that women look younger. Like I can take a woman who's in her 50s, 60s, 70s, that's had harsh foil lines, two process color covering her gray and having harsh foil lines. And I can paint her hair and instantly take 10 years off of her. Why? Because lines on women, we have plenty when we, we get over 50. We have plenty. <laughs> we don't need more. <laughs> so for <laughs> us, it, you know, it, it really is interesting. And then from the youth perspective, I think from a consumer, a mother is a little more interested in letting her daughter color her hair at a younger age because she's going to either do it herself oh, yes. or you're going to get it done professionally. Yep. I think a mom might be a little bit more interested in having her daughter's hair colored knowing that the grow out is not so hard and aggressive and the lines of And it looks patient, more natural. And that it looks more natural. Yeah, like this like the sun is actually mm-hmm. lightened and brightened it up like back in the sun in days, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about all the color corrections I did for Sunday. Yeah, and I totally get that. I, I get when you say that you can look younger because the stripes coming off is where all the attention is drawn. And then it's creating that palette of lines throughout the entire face and neck. Correct. Yeah. And you can highlight areas of haircuts that you couldn't before. This might be hard to explain, but you know if you have a lot of layers in your hair, let's visualize a shag, for instance. Sometimes if you did what we would call in the foil world as a three-quarter of a head or a partial highlight, your highlights would end wherever that shortest layer of that shag would stop. And it wouldn't actually go all the way down to the bottom of the haircut. Right, right, right. right. So hairdressers struggle with foil making what we call a traveler, where the highlight actually starts at the top 
and goes down the fall line of the haircut all the way through to the ends. And it actually doesn't dissipate wherever the layer gets sh- is shorter. And by doing that, you can actually create um, lines of contrast. For instance, putting dark around someone's face to give them cheekbones. Mm-hmm. Putting a highlight right in the temple of the eye to create width if someone has a rounder face mm-hmm. shape. So the artist being able to, yes, have placement, yes, balayage, that's all wonderful. But really now we're designing dresses that fit body types and head right. shapes and haircuts. Yeah. Um, and things look more expensive when you paint it than when you foil it because it is something that fits exactly to that well, woman. Well, it can be absolutely customized Correct. to the hair and the design and the cut. Correct. Because nothing drives me more crazy than I go and my friend does a beautiful highlight on me but did not highlight it on my part. Right. So then when I'm parting my hair, this is really blonde and this is really dark. Right. And then what I have is uneven hair colors, how I see it. Mm-hmm. And I don't part my hair in the middle. Mm-hmm. I part it off to the side. So I would think that you would you well, could that- customize a, a, a balayage treatment based on how I wear my hair. Exactly. And like I said, painting energy to haircuts and painting haircuts. You know, you're absolutely right with that. Because if you think about weaving, right, again, do you have a a, a delicate weave, a medium weave, a chunky weave? I mean, there's a lot of ways that Mm -hmm. we wove hair. And you, I know, as a, uh, you know, being in the hair world, know what I'm talking about. But say, for instance, you kind of miss in that weave exactly where that part is. Mm -hmm. And then you go back and you walk over to the mirror and you look and you think, oh, my gosh, there's a big dark spot there. Mm -hmm. Well, with balayage, you never have that because you actually paint hair exactly how it falls. So we cut hair, actually, before we color hair, which is vastly different than what they do in the salon experience. But it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Well, I don't go out and buy the shoes before I get the dress. Oh, sometimes I do. Oh, you do? I'll have to admit because... Well, unless they're yellow. Yeah, it's a shoe thing. So I'll be like, I have to have those shoes. Now I got to go find an outfit to match it. But we're going to take a break real quick. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk to Candy a little bit more. And we're going to find out uh, from consumers how they can find the the balayage artist out there. And then to our hairdresser friends, um, how they can get trained to be able to bring their clients this balayage. Looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. 
large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric E.Z. Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. We're back, and as a hairdresser who hasn't done hair in a salon in many years, I want to go do balayage style coloring right now I'm I'm really motivated by this because you know I'm challenged by my own hair and and my own hairdressers that are out there trying to learn something new but um, you know I really I want variation and I think I struggle with not getting variation at times so I feel like the balayage treatment might be that that beautiful variation that I could look for. And especially because I, I like to kind of change it up from, you know, summer to fall. Correct. And, you know, have more depth um, and have that healthier look. So, uh, yeah, so I'm definitely, I want to learn more. Yeah. No, that's right. Well, you know, we talk about peaks and valleys. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about peaks and valleys, that's what women want. They want to have those little valleys that peek through their hair and kind of yeah. identify their sex appeal, you know. And I think balayage allows us to do that. And it's very easy to transition from the summer to the fall. You don't have to go through this highlight, low light debacle where your hair starts to turn or, weird colors. Or, or go too dark. Right. Exactly. Like the fear of going too dark mm-hmm. exactly. um, and then not liking it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So let's talk to, let's first talk to our consumers. So I, if they're as excited about this type of a service as I am, um, where can they go? How do they call up their salon and say, I would like a balayage coloring service? What do they need to do? Well, I definitely would get educated on what salons in their area are doing balayage because it is it is still only a 5%, maybe 10% of most salons that even have a person who is painting hair, which that's changing. I mean, mm-hmm. I used to teach in the classroom and ask how many of you are balayaging and I'd get two hands. Now in a room of 300, I'm getting, you know, 200 hands. Oh, so that's, that's a good, good. That's the good, good news is there's help on the way. But I definitely would go ahead and educate themselves of their areas to who is painting hair. And you're going to have to go with a more experienced person to begin with because Mm -hmm. it's not when the minute you take away a foil, which is something that is a protective, you know, little tool. Well, it is a tool. And and, and it sort of it sort of helps you through sometimes your mistakes, too. It protects you. Um, when you start to paint hair, you've got to kind of know what you're doing. Um, you know, but interesting enough, it doesn't necessarily mean that that is a 30-year veteran. 
It could be some of the young kids. The, the younger who, ones, because they never learned foiling. Exactly. They're going right into balayage. And they're not afraid to break it. You know, like yeah. when computers came out and I thought, oh my gosh, I can't touch that button. I'm going to break it. Um, so the young are a little more risk-taking and they're, they're, they're watching YouTubes. Mm-hmm. They're watching Instagram. Uh, they're on Snapchat. They're learning quicker. They're in tutorials every day because when they're not busy, they're watching video or they're listening to a wonderful uh, podcast or what have you to educate them. So I would call the salons uh, and find that out. Yeah. And so hair painting is another terminology that could mm-hmm. help a client to be able to find that perfect artist. Correct. Is, you know, balayage is one term, hair painting is another term that they could use both of those um, to be able to find that. Now, for those people that you've been training, do they have um, access on your website to be able yes, to be sunlight, sourced? Right. Sunlightsbalayage.com. You can go there. Um, I have a lot of, of my distributors. I have distributors all over. Um, actually, I'm in eight countries now, as well as 47 states here in the United States. So uh, distributors would also have educators which also have salon users, so the end game is there as well. Uh, you can also email me at candy at sunlightsbalayage.com and candy with a Y, just like the stuff you eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we would happily put you in touch with a person in your area. I'm also a member of a wonderful group called Intercoiffure America Canada, and uh, there's a huge network of salon owners there. Then there's places, uh, you know, throughout the, uh, you know, beauty schools and various places to look into there's there's lots of places to get training um I think that what I would advise if I was a stylist, uh, someone to do is to spend the time on the training. You know, 30 minutes on a YouTube is not going to be enough. And it's and I think the hands on experience exactly. is going to be really critical for them to to understand the placement because they'll have to apply it and then rinse it out and then see the results that they did so correct hands-on is is my obviously go-to uh, for everything that we do and how we train in our own salon uh, and but we do have a couple sayings I mean it's not as hard I mean we we do say make sure you have someone with experience but we say you know go to class practice one on your mannequin mm-hmm. then the second one on your sister And the third one on a paying guest. I mean, you know, if you listen, you get the right training, the good fundamentals of tapping, rubbing, pushing, how we teach the brush stroke. Then at the end of the day, uh, you can get it. It's not... It's not that hard. You just have to have vision, a little patience. And why balayage artists or... I would say hairstylists in general sometimes stop doing it is because they get very messy. And when they get messy with lightener everywhere because they don't have foil to wrap it up in, they just quit. And so there are some great fundamental ways about how to be very efficient and very clean in the process. So check me out. Of course, I've got a YouTube channel. You can look on that as well as Sunlight's Balayage or classrooms all over the country. Yeah. So so what's next? So you've got your academy here in Atlanta. People can come to this location to be able to learn. So this would be for the stylist conversation that we're having now. Um, But you also go out and work with your distributors in all of these different regions, areas, cities towns and do training as well so people can find you again where um at sunlightsbalayage.com backslash classes find a class near you i'm on the road every weekend i'm teaching all over uh always and i have um, sometimes eight or nine classes going on across the country at one weekend so they're everywhere um and lots of places to find help good good now 
Uh, all right. So go to the website. If you're a consumer, find somebody in your area. Go to the website. If you're a stylist and you want to learn how to do this technique for your clients, let's talk about the industry just kind of to be able to wrap all of this up. What what advocacy, what, what does Candy Shaw really want to do in the world of beauty? Well, first of all, I'm a teacher first and mentoring and coaching is extremely important to me. And it's kind of interesting when I think about that, um, having been dyslexic. You know, teachers I was always scared of, and now I am the teacher, you know, so <laughs> it's kind of a, a, a full circle there. But I think for me, it's leading by example, uh, setting a high standard. I think the standards in our industry have changed, not always for the better. You know, with the influx of independent contractors, that's a wonderful thing, I guess, to have your freedom and those types of things. But, you know, you have to have a great accountability of yourself, you know, because when you're creative, you're not naturally want to just be kind of creatively lazy, you know, like the starving artist, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I would like to empower people to be better business people. You know, I often say, you know, you can't go to work in flip-flops and bedazzled sweatpants and expect to charge a a premium price or to do a celebrity. You have to look the look and walk the walk, you know, and and be and be the person of beauty. I mean, if your hair is on top of your head every day, you know, it's kind of hard for you to sell hair. It's mm-hmm. like going to a dentist with bad teeth, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I would just empower our industry to be the change and to care about um, how we get along and how we help others and how we share with others. You know, it used to be we never wanted to share any of our knowledge with anyone for fear that they would take our trade secret. But the reality is together we are greater. And I just would hope that that message would permeate with stylists to help each other, especially in their community. Right, because the landscape of beauty is changing. Consumers are so much more aware, so much more savvy, and so much more involved in our evolution so it really, it really goes to say that let, let's just share. Let's just keep sharing with everybody. And the more we share, uh, the better we all become. Oh, I would have to agree. And you're right. Clients are smarter than ever before. Mm-hmm. And I think that's amazing. It keeps us on our toes. And I think that you always have to be in the classroom. No matter how long you've been a hairdresser, you have to always remain a student. Because the teacher and the student, or the teacher always learns more than the student. But the student, uh, when they're willing, uh, will grow. And, and prosper. Yeah. So, Candy, give us your your website one more time, and how can we find you on our social links? Okay. So, uh, from Instagram, I'm at the Bali Lama. Um, you know, I, I guess I got nicknamed that one day, so it <laughs> stuck. And then on Facebook, I'm Candy Shaw. And then sunlightsbalayage.com is my website for, of course, sunlights and education. But if you happen to be a guest that's tuning in in the Atlanta area, I'm also on jamesonshaw.com. Um, and then, of course, my YouTube channel. So Candy Shaw, just pretty much Google me. Google Candy Shaw. find a police report. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, perfect. Thanks so much, Candy, for Thank joining you. us today. Really appreciate it. it. And, you know, beauty inside and out is always about beauty on the outside, but understanding that we have to feel beautiful on the inside. So uh, we're doing everything we can to bring that type of content to this show so that consumers and, of course, anybody in the beauty industry can feel better about themselves inside and out now you can follow me on facebook i'm beauty inside and out show instagram beauty inside and out show twitter beauty in out show of course you can always email me bonnie at bonnie if you have comments you are interested in being a guest uh you'd like to um 
does maybe make a suggestion of a show you would like to hear. Yeah, I'm always interested in hearing what my my listeners have to say. And, uh, you know, please feel free to follow, connect, and let's make beauty be a part of this world each and every day. I could not agree more. Yeah. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you. Remember, it's always about being you and beauty. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.